0: into it. I know you are a busy man. Um it's great to see you.
1: Yeah, it's good to see you too.
0: Yeah, where How are you? Are things? Where are you all based? I imagine you all are remote because I bet you were doing that way before COVID.
1: <laughs> we we were so we're all over the place. I'm in central Missouri myself.
0: Wow, that's cool. That's cool. And did you grow up there?
1: Yeah my wife and I both grew up here. We lived most of the last decade in the Bay Area, but then started having kids and you know, my father in law's got some health issues, and just like combination of things is like feel a little easier for closer to family.
0: Yes, yes, and uh, we don't know each other, but we do have a mutual friend and Brian Landers who worked at yeah for so many know. years. Yeah, and he's just he's an amazing guy, so I want to shout him out for sure.
1: Totally, yeah. I feel like I I feel like I do know you because like I cross paths with you on the internet all the time, and yeah. so it's good to like actually meet.
0: Incredible, <laughs> and I mean Zapier. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want a little credit for teaching maybe a thousand people how to say the name.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're, that, that's the most important thing anyone can do like
0: that's <laughs> I mean, it's zap. You're zapping, right? Why do know. people go to Zapier? Why do you think that is psychological? Well, I think it's because we couldn't afford the second
1: P. And so, you <laughs> know,
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, how did you come up with the name? Because names are big for me. They're important.
1: You know, we, uh, so we started the company at a hackathon. And so we were just like, okay, we got to come up with a name real quick. And uh, the thinking was, well, we're connecting APIs. It would be kind of cool if API was in the name. And then uh, Mm -hmm. it was like, well, IER is also like a common ending. So like maybe APIER, like wonder what we could put on the front of that. And it was like, well, Zaps are cool. So like we could zap stuff. And so, that that that's sort of how we put put it together. <laughs> that's.
0: Have you ever done any content marketing around the name?
1: You know, we had on the in the footer of the site for a long time. In fact, Brian actually was the one that did this. Uh, there used to be a little thing that said Zapier makes you happier, and when you hovered over it, it would wiggle and it looked like a smile. Yeah. Uh, and so we had that on the footer of the site for the longest time. And then I think with the rebrand, we might have lost it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was just like a little, it was pretty subtle, but it was like, you know, for those who were paying attention, you could see.
0: <laughs> it, it might, it might be worth doing is at least an audio, like in podcasting. You know how mm-hmm. MailChimp used to have the Mail Kimp or whatever Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. From the cereal the stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, it might um... be
0: worth just playing off of that a little bit because it happens so yeah. often where people will say, it. and these are people who use it every day and they're presenting usually. They're presenting mm-hmm. some them will say you have to get zapier. And it could mm-hmm. be just this this campaign of let you let me correct your name. Because people are really Precious about their own names and their pronunciation, mm-hmm. right? So that could be totally. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the company now, you said he started as a as a uh, an hackathon. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was that?
1: This would have been almost
0: 12 years ago now. And today, can you say anything about, well, this is your first million. Can you say anything about your revenue or anything about the size of the company? Because it is. Yeah, I think the
1: last um, public number we cited was, it's been, maybe been a couple of years ago, but um was $140 million in an ARR.
0: Hundred and forty million in ARR. I want everybody to look, mm-hmm. really listen to that. Let that hit you in waves. Did you set out for that? Obviously not at the hackathon necessarily, but <laughs> did you set out for that when you decide, yeah, let's let's go all in and make this what this is?
1: No, no. Our 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 aspirations were probably or were quite a bit more modest. You know, we're uh, three of us grew up in central Missouri. You know, we don't know anything about. like we're not exposed to silicon valley and tech and like that whole ecosystem other than just like hey we like the internet this is cool and you know i remember being out of college for about a year we'd been working on this yeah i'm not loving you know corporate america and so i was just thinking you know if we could start this thing and if it um if i get to work on something with my friends if um yeah, I can have fun doing it. And, you know, if it could be my full-time job, like, gosh, that, that would be great. Like, I'd be happy with that. Uh, and so to me, like in my mind, I, I just remember thinking like, if I had a, if I could make a hundred thousand dollars a year, six figure salary, like I will have made it. Like I will be, you know, that th- like I'll be, I'll be made in the shade. And so that, that was the aspirations at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if I can work for myself and have fun with my friends, and make six six figures. That's the <laughs> life. And so yeah. yeah. goes a long way in Missouri. and God oh,
1: Central Missouri, yeah, you're great. Yeah. It's like
0: <laughs> when did you start to see? I mean, let me back up a little bit. One of the things we hear about all the time, again, for the entrepreneurs listening is you you want to create the picks and shovels. Mm -hmm. right that's where the gold is 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 in the picks and shovels creating that meaning the things that are needed by all the company by all companies in order to do their work that's where you find gold you have done that um the because you whether someone realizes it or not using zapier has helped them make a ton of money in, in a lot of cases because you're setting up these automations in their emails and other things, and just other things that happen if somebody buys something, this happens XYZ. Mm-hmm. When did you realize this is going to be beyond your six figure dreams?
1: Mm. You know, I think, um, it's hard to point at a specific spot. You know, I think we noticed early on, you know, the idea came from looking at all these forums where you could see, uh, you know, customer would come in and, you know, they'd be on like, I don't know, the base camp forums. And they'd say, Hey, you know, when are you going to have an integration with Google calendar? Something like that. Right. And, uh, you sort of thread would go on for a while. People like plus one. Yeah. I want that too. I want that too. And eventually like a product manager would come in and they'd say, Hey, thanks for the suggestions. I really appreciate it. You know, we'll, we'll let you know what we decide, which if you ever worked in one of these companies, you know, that's like, yeah, probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we sort of knew like, okay, this is like a problem. Like, we feel like we could solve it. We certainly didn't think like at the time, like how, like, I don't know. It was just like, this could be a nice business. I don't think we really understood the scale and the magnitude. Um, yeah, I think probably that the turning point was maybe a year or so later, when we launched the developer platform and we started to have, you know, the first version of the developer platform, uh, HubSpot built an in integration, active campaign built an in integration. There was this, there's this really popular WordPress plugin called Gravity Forms that built an in integration.
0: So like with, these are pretty Zap. big company, yeah, with into Zap. Zapier, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So this is not us saying like, hey, we're just gonna go work with your APIs and figure it out. These are these are big companies saying, no, we want to make sure that our app is available on Zapier. Mm. And I remember thinking like, whoa, that's pretty. That feels pretty big that they want to be a part of our ecosystem. Like we're like I felt like we were the little guy in the mm-hmm. equation. And to see these much bigger companies and people we look up to and we're like, whoa, these are these are some pretty cool folks um, saying like, no, we think it's important. Like we think it's really key that we be here. And so you see that. And then plus we just had this really consistent and like slowly increasing growth rate. And it just sort of felt like, I, I think we're onto something. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is bigger than we realized. And, um, you know, it'd been a few years even after that, probably 2016, I wanna say, so this is five years in. we launched multi-step zap so if you you know followed zapier's journey used to only be able to have single action or single trigger and a single action that was doing well but as soon as we unlocked it and said hey you can trigger anything all of a sudden that that started flying off the shelf like hotcakes yeah and that sort of felt like you know the flywheel really got it going and and you know sort of felt like we were you know starting company it's so much you feel like you're pushing pushing this boulder up a hill pushing this boulder up a hill pushing this boulder up a hill. You know, once that multi-step came, it felt like, oh boy, now we're trying to catch the boulder. It's it's going down the hill and we're just trying to keep up with this thing. And so I think that's when we started to realize like, oh, we re- we really are onto something here.
0: Do you remember your first million at Zapier? Do you remember I, hitting that? Milestone?
1: I, I do. We were actually on a um, a retreat. So we would get the, you know, because we're all remote, we would get the, the team together um, twice a year. And I remember thinking it's going to be really close to when we're in person. Yeah. And, um, this was, it's been in January, 2014. Um, so it's, you know, two little over two years in, uh, at this point. And, uh, you know, we get there and I remember we're sitting there the week of, and we're like, we have to hit it this week. Like we have to do it because we want to do it in person so bad. And so I remember, you know, we were all like in the customer support queues. We were on all this thing, just trying to see, like, can we just nudge, like, just a few more people over the mark to make sure that we get to that, you know, uh, million ARR mark? Uh, Because we just wanted to, we wanted to celebrate that stage t- together. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I do remember it.
0: <laughs> and you hit that. You were in person. Yep. What happened? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. had, how many employees would you say you were at at that point?
1: Yeah, 10, 10 employees at the time.
0: Ten employees. Where Where are you today in twenty twenty three?
1: uh somewhere about 800
0: and still all remote
1: still all remote mm-hmm. so
0: 800 people remote wow um and what i mean you hit you hit this velocity in 2016 it sounds like where you just hit your stride and 7 years later you all are still innovating we're going to talk all about ai here and you're innovating. Where do you find your personal well of inspiration to keep doing this work?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's it really is the customer base. Um, those are the folks that. You just get the most excited for where you spend time with them, you see their problems, you put a solution in front of them and you see their eyes light up and then they'll go, oh, my gosh, I can't I can't believe I still remember first customer we ever had. Um you know, they had a horrible time trying to get Zapper set up. It was just like a beta product. If that you could probably more of an alpha product. And, uh, you know, I remember getting on Skype at the time, trying to step them through setting this thing up. And it was just one roadblock after another, where they just could not figure out how to use the product. And, um, candidly, like it wasn't their fault. It was our fault. Like we, we just were the product just wasn't very good yet. And we get to the end. Uh, he sets up his first app and he goes to try it. You know, he's got a woofoo site on his form and he wants to take people who say, hey, you know, I want to be a part of your newsletter and I want to send it to Aweber. And uh, he tries it. He fills out the form and it sends the contact into Aweber. And I see his eyes light up and he's like, wait, you don't know how much of an impact this is going to have on me. I've spent every single day I have to do this and now I don't have to do it anymore. And I remember thinking back in my head, I'm like, this experience was really bad. Like the product is not very good, but to get that kind of delight on the other side that's just like jet fool. Um, and so, you know, scaling companies, it's not glamorous. It's not easy. You deal with all sorts of challenges along the way that candidly, like that's not the stuff that fuels the tank up. It's like, you know, I could, I could do without that part yes. for sure. Um, but it's all worth it to me when, you know, you, you make some, you change somebody's like day and they're like, yeah, I, I, my life is different because this thing exists, even if it's just in a small way. Uh, and so, you know those days when I'm like, God, do I want to? Do I want to keep doing this? You get on a call with a customer, and it's like, Yeah, I still want to do yeah. this. This is fun.
0: <laughs> it feels so relatable. I have to say, it's exactly how I answered the same question, because all of that stuff in between is, uh, you can is for the birds.
1: <laughs> <But> that <Yep.
0: laughs> it'll never get old to me to have somebody say I started a company because of that because of something you said in 2018 or I or I learned that I figured I'm I belong here too and, you know like that type of thing is just like you get addicted to it almost because yeah. it, that can keep going it sustains and I don't know that I, I may have just missed this but I don't know that I see you out there uh doing any sort of like cage fight uh, things or like no. <laughs> you know duels or like you know just even more seriously i i see you doing maybe talks about things um but do you what do you think about that personal brand building f- for yourself just is there a certain ethos around staying in the location you are in um you're wearing a hoodie for anybody who's listening to the audio here <laughs> you know you're have 140 million a year business Not to get too weird, uh, because I know somebody, if they brought up my hoodie, I would have take offense, but (laughs) it just seems like you have a certain way of being. Do you have a certain ethos around how you're treating wealth?
1: I mean, like, I don't know, like money is a funny thing. Like, you know, there's, there's a certain point and it's, I think it's probably different for for everybody but there's a certain point where like once you have enough you have enough like mm-hmm. what are you going to do with more money it's like mm-hmm. you know and for me I, my lifestyle has always been pretty modest uh, and so i i'm happy i'm content the things that i want more of are you know i want to see our customers be happy i want to see my family be happy i want to see you know uh, i want to do challenging things like those are the most important things um money's a means to an end if you treat it as the end in yourself i feel like you're going to just constantly be chasing a dragon there that like you may never ever get to um but like money still is important like you do need it um so it's you know it's always just like a kind of have to find a healthy balance with sort of i guess how you relate to it um
0: yeah you know. you're generating it but you're using it as a tool for the things that you that are important to you it reminds, yeah exactly a lot of um uh i'm sure you've heard Stuart butterfield speak about this in different places where he just he, I think I don't remember the three levels of my, having money but one of them was you just stop looking at the price of a menu when you go to a restaurant mm. that's a yeah. level. you know Chris Socket talks about getting to zero that's a level you know the next thing is you're able to just and these are very both of them are, are I know Chris is a billionaire I don't know if, if, if Stewart is but very wealthy men Um, saying that. And it's easy. I know this from experience. It's easy to hear that and say, oh yeah, right. (laughs) Let me see. Let me see. Let me find out (laughs) for myself. But it's true. It's money is such, this is why I wrote your first million, the the book um, from this podcast. And this is why I have these interviews. It's because I want people to see what it's like on the other side of money and what you're chasing exactly so that you can get, you can have more intent with it. Um, and and so you're having fun sounds like at least a little bit with your 800 uh, <laughs> try uh, to employees which is which is amazing mm-hmm. um And then do you see because there's a lot of competition now and you all were first in a lot of ways there's a lot of competition now, but you all are like the gold standard in my opinion we use uh, Zapier I use it across all my companies do you? What kind of growth do you see over the next few years for Zapier, and does that include AI as we start to lean into that topic?
1: Yeah, um, I mean the mission we talk about internally is to to make automation work for everyone, and we're a long way away from everybody. Mm So you know when we think about the type of growth that we want to have, like we we feel like we can have much bigger impact. You know, it's not when we go talk to our customers, um, new customers, long existing customers. You know, we we hear a similar refrain a lot of times, like I love Zapier, I love what I can do, I feel like I can automate stuff. I feel like I'm not doing as much as I could, though. Like I feel mm-hmm. like there's still another gear that I can find, and I just don't, you know, there's a depth to the product there that I think a lot of products don't have where it's like you kind of get the basic, and you're like, Cool, I'm and I'm an expert at this thing. Zapier, it's it's hard to be an expert at Zapier. It's easy to get started, but there's so much more you can do. And so when we look at our opportunity, it's how do we take somebody whether you're new or you've been with us for 10 years and keep exposing you to new things that you can do, new ways you can automate stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you mentioned AI, AI is just, you know, it's, it's another tool in the tool about that. Um, Obviously it's very trendy and exciting, uh, but it has that step function ability to open up whole new capabilities. You know, for the last decade, most of what you could do with Zapier was very deterministic. When this happens, you're going to do this, this, this here, and you're going to have it very, very specific way. It was really easy to work with structured data. Mm -hmm. But if you had unstructured data somewhere, yeah, it's kind of like Zapier just didn't feel like the tool for the job for that. It's just like, I'm not exactly sure what to do with that. But when you start to have AI, LMs, all of a sudden, that opens up the door to automate a whole bunch of stuff with unstructured data too. So you can say, hey, I got this email, can you pull out phone numbers from this email? Can you categorize it in this way? Can you tag it in this way? You can use OpenAI or whatever LLM of choice that you want to use, you know, as a step inside his app and you can start to do a whole bunch of interesting things with unstructured data. And so when we look at how we think about AI or really the future of, of any automation, it's trying to figure out how do we just bundle in more of these capabilities, more of these building blocks such that the end user now they're not constrained by what they can build, um, and that—that's always been the underlying theme behind Zapier is that there's these capabilities out there that that really engineers are the ones that are sort of mastered these things. They know how to do this stuff. They—they've spent all this time honing this skill set. Um, but it shouldn't be a skill set that's limited to just them. It should be something that all of us can tap into. But. The tools just haven't been good enough, and so Zapier just—that's the thing we've been focused on for a decade—is just how do we make these the under like expose these underlying capabilities in a way that all of us who work in you know just well candidly whatever field can walk into and say you know what I can do that stuff too, uh, and I'm not limited by you know whatever schooling or how many years I had to take to go figure out these things like this stuff is just we, we just raised the uh, we've we've lowered the floor so that more people can get on board and figure this stuff out
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I see I know that every tech techie here knows Zapier but I just wonder how, how it's like probably scratching the surface in like the the, the uh, banking world for instance or the health world where they could be using it so often I'm sure you have thousands of customers so I'm sure that it does touch that but do you ever think about that like if if only every every uh fintech company was using this so or every private equity or you know do you think of those yeah things? I
1: mean you yeah you know my I have uh, my mom, my sister, they work in healthcare. And so they're always you know, complaining to me about like whatever tech they're having to use. I'm working like, wait, can you figure this out? Can you figure that out? And um, yeah, you know, there's certain industries like healthcare where it's like, hey, you know, it's not an area of focus for us today, but maybe someday we'll be able to sort of automate that uh, bits uh, for them as well. And right now we've been very focused on sort of uh you know small business and really making sure yeah. that across like you know these modern tech stacks and tools that those things are really well covered so that's that's yeah. been the focus for us
0: well i i don't necessarily mean like uh automating things outside of your lane in health i mean mm. there are people there are companies hundreds of them that are multi-million dollar or billion dollar companies in health that probably don't know that zapier exists to help mm. automate their emails
1: totally totally right?
0: or automate your sign on on, onboarding for certain things all the things you do in your lane but for other industries and that that sort of uh that's the ocean that's the blue ocean it's like
1: well and that to me is the fun part too right like we you know when when you hear from somebody that's sort of outside what you would think is like a traditional tech thing that starts to use your stuff when i hear from a teacher who's saying like hey i'm automating xyz when i hear from you know, an attorney who's saying I'm doing this or a real estate agent that's saying like, ah, I, this is really helping me sell more houses. Like that starts to get fun because it feels like you're crossing over into a category of tech that, you know, most companies struggle to get to, you know, most sort of are like, yeah, I've got a bunch of startups using me, XYZ, which is great too. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I personally get excited about having touch, touching, you know, a, a certain customer that doesn't have, these capabilities, doesn't have access to this stuff and giving them something that's like, I, I, yeah, I'm like, they, they feel like they're, they feel like they're a superhero, candidly. And that, yeah. like, that just is fun
0: to be like, Hey, I th- like they, you know, Zapier made them feel that way. <laughs> Gave them the Iron Man suit. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And how many customers do y'all have? Is that public- uh, about
1: 300,000 customers?
0: 300,000. Tell me a little bit about your price points for anybody who is not a, a customer now who wants to try it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. We try and have price points that sort of suit everybody. Like I said, we got lots of small business. That's sort of our bread and butter. Zapier starts free. So there's a free tier. There's a starter plan that starts at $19. There's a pro plan uh, at uh, uh, $50. Then uh, teams and company plans as well that are 200, $250 and $500. Uh, and then, you know, you based on your usage, you can scale up or down uh, into various tiers uh, as you go.
0: Wow. So, I mean, it it is such a bang for your buck. Um, I'm just thinking about like what you were talking about with with your AI and like making it possible for anybody to use it. Anytime I've used it, I've had other people helping me with it. But there's one time that I just had to go in and do something with Zapier and MailChimp. And to your point, I felt so cool. (laughs) I felt like Oh, I did something techy. Like I I I figured that out, you know, and it was mm-hmm. and, it, and I saw it work and act in action like minutes later when someone yep. signed up. And it's and I love that, you know. So if anybody is thinking um, that it feels a little overwhelming, I would just go check out the free model just to check it out to see what the different integrations are, because there's so many things you can do. Let's talk about a couple of the things you can do with Zapier. Uh, in layman's terms, and um, maybe if you want to, how how you're implementing AI with that particular lane.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Zapier has a simple concept. It's, there's a trigger and an action. And the way you can think about it is when something happens here, I want Zapier to automatically do this thing over there. So a basic version of this might be, you know, I get an email from a particular person, and I want to send me a Slack message. So you set up a Zap that says, Hey, you know, Gmail, when this email comes in and it's from, you know, really important person at, you know, importantperson.com, like send that to Slack. So I, I mis- immediately know that, like, hey, I, I got to respond to that. So it can start with there. It's like a very simple use case. The cool thing with Zapier, though, is you can expand it to power these lengthier, more sophisticated workflows. So say you, you know, maybe you're, Maybe you're a small business running advertising on Facebook uh, and you've got a, a lead ad form set up there. And someone goes through that Facebook ad and they they fill it out and say, like, hey, I'm interested in XYZ. Then you can run it through Zapier and say, like, okay, we've got our lead coming to Zapier. And you want to start to score this lead. You want to say, hey, you know, I uh, you know, I wanna know if they're if they meet XYZ qualification, I want to send them straight to sales. If they meet ABC qualification, I'd rather put them on my email newsletter. So you can set up a path there. You can say hey you know if it's this go this way if it's that go this way then you know this route put it into salesforce and then ping you know sales rep a uh or you know this one just drop it into mailchimp and then you know figure out uh, fire off this like email sequence kickstart this email se- sequence so you can start to design what are these like end-to-end workflows and build this like whole like marketing and sales campaign uh you know on zapier as it connects to the various tools that are in sort of your marketing and sales stack um, then you can start to think about, okay, well, where might I put AI in this loop? Well, um, you know, I mentioned, you know, Hey, what if, uh, that sales rep needs to follow up with that person? Well, instead of having to sit around and wait for that sales rep to follow up with that person, how about you run it through open AI and say, Hey, open AI, I want you to pretend to be an expert sales rep who knows X, Y, Z about our business. And I want you to write a, uh, a follow-up email to a lead that we've gotten. And so an open AI, like it's smart. It can, it's creative. It will write an email that's not like these kind of not so good, like cold emails that you get, but something that actually is like relevant and personal to the lead that filled that form out. And uh, then Zapier sends off that email uh, and the person, you know, if, you've, if it's done a good job, the person replies like, yeah, I want to buy your stuff. Can you, you can you get on the phone right away or whatever? And like, maybe you follow up with the Calendly link or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the fun thing is that, you know, uh, you're, you know, it's easy to get started, but then the depth of this stuff allows you to just get more sophisticated and it could grow with you. So if you're, you know, a small company, um, it's great to, to, to do the easy stuff. And then as you grow, you can start to add more bits and pieces uh, as your, you know, operations get a little more sophisticated over time.
0: And it can incorporate, how many uh, integrations do y'all have? It has to be
1: thousands. We have, yeah, it's 6,000 different apps are on Zapier. So, you know, from, you know, apps that, you know, everyone knows, like G Suite and Slack and Salesforce and QuickBooks, all the way down to, you know, early stage startups that are, you know, launching some newest capabilities and, and, and sort of everything in between. And I do think that's the one fun thing that we hear from customers from time to time, too, is they'll also go through Zapier's app integrations and they'll say, oh, I never heard of that company. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that do? Mm-hmm. And it starts to introduce them to, you know, more unique, more like custom capabilities that they you know, necessarily couldn't get in the the rest of their stack. So that's another fun thing like, like having a six thousand catalog does is um, you know, customers can find things that um better match, you know, yeah. uh what they're looking for.
0: Would you say to the to especially the SaaS entrepreneur listening, but all sorts of entrepreneurs, would you say how how important would you say integrating other companies is and has been for you all? I know your product does that, but just in yeah, general yeah. That learning has to be invaluable.
1: Well, I think the the reality is um people are using more and more apps at work every single day. Like this 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 age of like, you know, one size fits all, best of breed. Like I, I sort of feel like that one size fits all, it's just it's just over. Like our mm-hmm. the businesses that we run and how we run them, they're unique, they're special. And so for all of us you know, we start to look at the various different software and you go, one person might like this CRM. One person might like that CRM. This other person might like this other CRM. And it's not that any one of those CRMs is better or worse. It's that they do something a little different. Uh, you know, it's like, ah, oh, I have this unique part of my business that requires this capability, this functionality. And so, you know, if you're building software, if you're building thing, you have to recognize that like your customers, they're not going to just use you. They're going to use you. Plus, yeah, you know, if they're a small company, it might be 10 or 12 other things. If they're a mid-sized company, it might be a hundred or a thousand other things. If they're a big company, I mean, shoot, it could be, you know, tens of thousands of different software being used inside that company. And I do think the reality of this is it's like, we think, you know, these products are, um, we think there's a lot now. I think it's going to get, I think we're going to see even more software come into the, to, to the world. And I think AI is going to really be a force for accelerating that. And the, and the reason why is that, We are limited um, by the number of engineers that exist in the world for creating software. But we know that there is more demand for software than what engineers can create. And the way we know this is if you go look at all of the um, support requests that just comes into any of these SaaS companies, they're a mile long. And these companies, there's no way they can go fulfill every single one of these requests, even if they wanted to. And that alone just tells you there's more demand for software than than can be created, but if these these AI tools make it easier for folks to build things or edit their existing software, that's going to open up even more categories of software that don't even exist yet today. And so I I don't think we're in a scenario where we're going to see oh you know all the types of software that we thought would be created have been created and now we're going to just like you know shrink back to down. I sort of think we're just in the early innings and we're going to see. Way more software ever than ever has been created. We're gonna need to find ways to connect these things and push data between them and share um, information between them for these capabilities to really work.
0: That's a powerful uh, view of the future, and it's also it says how central Zapier will be to that. Of course, like we said before, there are competitors, but um, I think you all are the front runners at this point, at least at least in the tech circle. Do you all have a? Um, Oh, how do you view community like do you have an event that people come to do you have ways that your customers talk to each other
1: yeah uh we definitely do so zap connect we do a big online event uh once in the fall it's actually coming up in september so if you're listening to one check it out you can check it out that's sort of our pillar event for the year um beyond that you know we've invested in community in a few areas but um the thing that I've actually been most impressed with this is just like how much organic community has sprung up, um, just around us, you know, there's, uh, you know, Facebook groups and, you know, uh, uh, subreddits and, you know, all these different things where things have just spread sprung up, where people are sharing notes with each other, sharing tips and tricks on how to do Zapier beyond even what we know ourselves, you know, we, we specialize in, you know, connecting and integrating apps but we don't always, we're not always the best at understanding what exactly the right workflows are, what exactly are the problems you're trying to solve in a particular industry or a particular point of view. Like, you know, like if you're trying to solve some specific like accounting workflow, um, yeah, we've got accountants on staff, but we not, we may not know exactly every particular, you know, permutation and combination of how you might do that. And so you'll see these little communities of like, you know, it might be QuickBooks or it might be Zero or it might be whatever uh, folks popping up and they're sharing tips and tricks around like how Zapier can fit into all these different workflows. And it's fun to just, you know, pop into these different things. And it's, you, you just get exposed to a whole different world than, um, you know, the one maybe you're, you're used to um, growing up. And so, you know, the, the thing I don't think we've always done a good job of, and I actually want us to get a lot better is, is finding those communities and figuring out how can we how can we just be a helpful participant in these things? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think they're already doing a lot of cool and interesting stuff. Uh, and we always haven't done a great job of just like supporting it and being along for the ride there. Um, mm-hmm. That's just one area that's, you know, we just, just could be better. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I love the community aspect of everything, you know, that I do. And it's, mm-hmm. it's something that's so top of mind because it just unlocks to your point earlier about, and about like people not knowing exactly what they can do with their account. And then something else you said where you, like you were giving use cases of it. I was like, I could even be doing more with our account. You know, I know people mm-hmm. on my have built things and it's running in the background, but when you, when you unlock community, when you mm-hmm. unlock that, you, you just, it's just, uh, it's just a vault of, um, Opportunity. And prosperity for all involved. Uh, so that's that's great that you all think about that and that you do want to um, unlock it even further.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's great. You can, you know, uh, uh, community allows us all to sort of learn from each other versus it being like a, a one directional thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to the extent that any business can sort of tap into that, um, that's like a powerful force for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 for as we start to wrap up thinking through your lessons learned, there are thousands of entrepreneurs who will be listening or watching. And they, I mean, you are an exa- example of a few things, you know, your example of starting small, starting very intentionally, building organically, um, but you've had great success. So what's something that you've learned that you maybe wish you knew prior or maybe you don't necessarily needed to have known prior, but it's something that you like, you recognized.
1: I think one thing that has generally paid out for us over the years is just a willingness to think differently and just be different. Um, you know, we started the company in Columbia, Missouri. Um, we started it mostly bootstrap. We ran it mostly, Uh, remote when remote was a weird thing. We did it without sales reps. Like we did it without raising a bunch of money. And look, you know, maybe that's the right thing. Maybe that's not the right thing for, you know, the folks that are listening to the business, but for us, it was the right thing for us. And you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get caught in this spiral of trying to like, listen to more experts and listen to more information. It's like, if I, if only I could find the answer from this other person and they get stuck trying to chase the way other people have done it and look you can learn a lot from other people don't get me wrong um but the magic happens when you take those learnings and then you create something unique you do something that is you know th- that is true to your business and true to who you're trying to sell to and you know other people might look at that and go like that's weird that doesn't make sense i don't understand that but if you if you understand your customers you understand really what they're going after like You should stand by your convictions and just go for it because that's, you know, the the business that really do stand out are the ones that are different. It's not the ones that are just doing the same thing over and over again. It's the people who have the courage to say, you know what, there's something that's not being met here. I'm going to do it differently. And I think that's going to appeal to folks. Uh, And so I think that's the, candidly, the best thing that anyone starting something to do is just get started and be willing to go against the grain a little bit.
0: Hmm. I think that's a perfect way to wrap this up because- <clears throat> that is uh that's going to be that's the difference a lot of times between success and failure is just that conviction that conviction. yeah if you're going to be a cookie cutter you could have started anything else you could have done anything else right <laughs> but you 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 went against the grain all the way to 140 million in arr and and beyond uh, i see in your future so thank you so much for sharing your time with us uh, anything else, uh, Any anything that you want uh, future customers to know or current customers to know?
1: Well, you you mentioned the community thing. If you're interested in learning more, like ZapConnect's coming up in September, you know, you might sign up for the site, give it a whirl. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you're intrigued to learn a little bit more, come come check out ZapConnect. We've got Sam Altman, founder, CEO of OpenAI, is going to be uh, uh, speaking there, too. So if you want to learn more about AI, it's a good good place to be.
0: Awesome. Thank you.